Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the shift with Tez and Katie, two generations, two points of view, coming at you, it's the shift, stand by. Hi everybody, welcome back to The Shift, it's just me this week uh, and we have a guest on, Brooke Yorick, uh, she used to be a sugar baby and she used to work for a sugar baby site, so she just uh, tells me all about that and it's a really, really interesting chat, so have a listen, I hope you enjoy and I'll talk to you after the episode. How do you pronounce your last name, is it Yorick, Brooke Yorick? That's right. Okay, perfect. Great. So uh, we met obviously via you being letting a bunch of comics roast you, which is really nice. <laughs> really funny. But yeah, um, maybe you'll probably give yourself a better introduction than I would. So because I, I had when I was going to roast you, I had seen all of the stuff you did online. You coached sugar babies and you worked for a sugar baby site and you were a sugar baby or are still. No, I'm not a sugar baby anymore, uh, but I was, and I did work for a sugar daddy dating site for a period, so I have a lot of insight both on, like, the inside of, like, the mechanics of how that dating works, um, but also a lot of, like, experiences, because I would hear a lot of the member stories, um, and, you know, I have my own stories as well, so got a, a 360 view. That's great. Can you talk a little bit about the site first, then? Yeah, I mean, uh, online dating is obviously a great way to meet people, but it comes with risks. So, I mean, this site uh, and Sugar Daddy dating sites are, there are a lot of them. And, uh, you know, there are all kinds of scams going on on the site. So let me just say that in the beginning that like, because uh, sugar dating implies that um, a, a young and kind of, you know, hot vulnerable person um, is going to get money or, or get gifts or whatever um, it leaves them susceptible to scams because that's how a lot of scammers work is they say they're going to give you money right and then they have you send it back to them or they have you do this or that or whatever or they get you twisted in their scam so like let me just say like first and foremost that the sugar lifestyle online has become very susceptible to scammers as that has become popular in the last 10 years um but sugar dating in general um i mean it's really about two people who are usually not looking for matrimony not really looking for a long-term, maybe it'll be long-term, but usually not looking to settle down, um, looking for a relationship that meets their needs. And a a site like that is sometimes a place where, you know, you can find that. And can people sugar daddy, this is like a stupid question now, but without a site or sugar baby without a site, how would they even, I guess a site now is the only really is the most convenient way to do it. It would be the most convenient way, but in my opinion, that would not be the best way. Um, and my most fruitful sugar relationships were not found on the website. Um, they, I met them in person and it can happen both ways. Um, one thing that people don't realize is a lot of, um, men and women who are in the sugar lifestyle would never call it that. 
and, and don't like that word and don't like that term because what they see it as um, is a relationship, which is what it should be. And if it is going to be fruitful and you're going to get what you want out of it, like as a sugar baby, it's a real relationship and you actually have to like care for that person. Um, you know, if you want to get paid for sex, like that's your MO and more power to you. But if you want to be in a relationship that is sometimes financially motivated and, you know, has a, a foundation in not being serious, then it can work for you. Uh, I mean, but no, you don't, you definitely don't need a site. Um, I mean, if you were going to use like a traditional dating site, like a Tinder or Bumble or something like that, um, which I mean, there are definitely daddies on there. You just have to set your filters to like older, you know, <laughs> like 40 to 60 and see who pops up. Um, but it's, I mean, it's pretty easy to kind of talk, get to talking to someone and kind of figure out where they're at financially. And like, if they actually have expendable income to be like helping you out or whatever, um, which is obviously really appealing for younger women. So just a basic question. What is a sugar baby then compared to, cause if it's still an exchangement of gift, which is money and usually sex is involved. So you're saying a sugar baby is you're in a relationship, but there's still money involved. That's just a, so. W what would you define a sugar baby as? Really basic question. Sorry. Every like successful relationship involves sex and money at yeah. some point. Um, so these relationships are just a bit more honest about that. Uh, and I mean, in my opinion, a sugar baby is usually a woman, but it can be a man. Um, usually young, but they don't have to be young. And it's someone who wants to date a rich and successful person. Uh, and whatever that means to them, if they're looking to, you know, become a trophy wife, or if they're looking to pay for their college education, or if they just want a nice bag or whatever, everyone has their motives. Um, but in general, they just want to date someone outside their socioeconomic status. And do you think that like, so let's say, uh, if someone is a sugar baby, and there is that kind of expectation of I'm giving you money so you do as I say like are they able to be like you know to set limits or like consent yeah limits or consent or kind of set the bar to like how do I explain this do they always have to do what the other person asks them because there's money involved like how do you how do you how would you advise a new person going into this to kind of set their limitations well, a common misconception on a lot of sugar dating sites and a common misconception about the sugar lifestyle um is that it is an exchange of sex for money even if, even if it was conversation for money though then are they not kind of acting or like let's say they're just kind of being what they want the other person to, to to what they think the other person wants so is there a realness to it i guess is the question um you know to each their own uh, you know, you're going to have to set limits. If you're in any relationship, you have to set boundaries. So yeah, that would be necessary. I would say that any and everything that applies to a normal relationship applies to a sugar relationship only like on hyperdrive because you have to, yeah, set boundaries because there is a power imbalance, but also, you know, if you get yourself into a situation where, you know, the problem is a lot of the people who go into the lifestyle is, um, uh, you know, the men or, or the sugar daddies, the sugar mommies, um, whatever, usually they are, you know, not looking for a professional sex worker, but uh, they are willing to pay someone to have sex with them. Yeah. Uh, and then on the sugar baby side, usually it's someone who isn't a professional sex worker, but is willing to have sex for money. Okay. And when a lot of those people, you know, get together, they think, oh, you know, this isn't, this isn't sex work. This isn't escorting. This isn't prostitution because neither party involved thinks it is. And there's a compelling legal argument there. Is it sex work if neither of them think it is? You know, you have to, it, it, and, and that's kind of what a lot of them are. In my opinion, um, that's sex work. That is pseudo sex work. Um, so that would be where I think your question would be a little bit more uh, applicable is, you know, 
if someone is paying you for sex, are you required to do the things they want you to do sexually? I'm not a sex worker, so I can't answer that question. In my opinion, and with the sugar daddies that I had, um, I fell in love with my sugar daddy one time, and he ended up getting his wife pregnant again. So I wasn't able to pursue things with him. But, um, you know, I, I think that the best sugar relationships are real relationships. And the only way to be able to truly set boundaries and truly get what you want financially and otherwise out of this relationship um, is for it to be mutual and, and you both like each other or love each other um, or whatever. Um, and you know, that it's, it's not going to be easy to find that connection, right? It's very difficult yeah. in the real world, in regular dating, it's 10 times more difficult in a sugar relationship because of the, um, similar to like LGBT, how it's only a small frame of people that you can even choose from. Well, that's how sugar dating is too, but even smaller because it's supply and demand. Um, fortunately for the women who want to be sugar babies, men usually like to have multiple women. So that kind of distributes the uh, assets a little bit. But um, in general, you know, yes, boundaries need to be set, but also your heart needs to be in it. If you don't actually like someone, they're going to be able to tell, and then they're not going to buy you what you want. So, you know. <laughs> well, okay. How do you compartmentalize? Because I know personally for me, I'm not able to do open relationships. I want the person to be just with me. So if I were to ever do that per se, I would be quite sad when they would be off with other women and spending their money on other women. So how do you, you're, you, you, so you say that you should like them, but then there's also that thing of you, you, you'll probably get quite hurt when they're off with other women as well. If they're not showing you that same like or respect back. Does that, Does that make, make sense? sense? Like I, like I said, I, yeah. fell, in love, <laughs> I fell in love with my sugar <laughs> so daddy. So he, well, did um, oh yeah, go ahead. Just like, I mean, I think my story might explain your yeah, question absolutely. a little bit. That'd be great. Um, I actually did meet him on the site. I did meet him on a sugar daddy dating site and we met and he told me he was separated, which I believe was true. And separated means the people are still legally married but they are not living together or they are not pursuing a relationship together. And when you see separated, you need to accept what that means. You know, that person is married. And so when I saw separated, I accepted that, you know, he is married. He has a child. He does have a wife. He's not living with the wife. They're not pursuing things right now, whatever, whatever. But, you know, that's his, that's what he has. And I went into it knowing that. And I live in Las Vegas, so we met up and we had, like, a really super great weekend. And basically, like, he ended up, like, coming over to my house. And, like, we basically, like, spent the whole weekend together. And we just really vibed. And, like, it was great. And, uh, you know, that's kind of how it, it started for me. And uh, eventually it ended up that, you know, he was, like, he lived in Florida. I live in Vegas. Um, so he was obviously still, you know, he has a kid with his, with his wife. He was obviously still seeing the wife. I suppose he was still having sex with the wife. Um, and we ended up pursuing a relationship for like six or seven months or so, like flying back and forth, seeing each other, whatever. Um, and eventually like he had to tell me that like he wasn't going to be able to make it on one of our vacations because like he was going to be having a baby with his wife. Oh, so yeah, so I had to deal with that on FaceTime and, you know, subsequently go cry for five hours because like, I thought that like he wasn't with her anymore. Like I thought that, you know, he was going to be able to pursue a relationship with me. Like I thought that things were different, but you know, they weren't because you know, in, in the beginning I knew he was married. So it's like you, you set yourself up, you, you, you get what you put into it. So if I had like not been okay with someone who is still married, whatever, whatever, like I wouldn't have met him. I would have stuck to other people. So, I mean, you set up your parameters and then you go for it. I mean, in, personally, I, I'm not necessarily okay with open relationships, but I do see sex as not being emotional all the time. Like I think that once two people are in a secure relationship, then you can maybe have sex with other people sometimes, um, threesomes or whatever, like as it suits you, like that's just kind of how I feel. So maybe I'm a little bit more open to like sharing partners. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was fine with, you know, dating married men or going out with them or whatever. 
I just um, was also young at the time. So I didn't really think of it the same way I think of it now. Uh, previously, I wasn't really uh, interested in settling down, getting married, whatever. I was a little bit too young. I was, you know, trying to have fun, whatever. Uh, but you know, now that I'm older, obviously I would never date a married man. Like I would, I'm like, I'm not looking to settle down, but I'm obviously looking for someone who I have a future with. So as your own MOs change, then like the guys you date change. So like for someone who's, you know, looking for that, then it, you know, you, you choose what you're looking for. But like as a, could a sugar baby go in and be like, it would be hard for them to be like, uh, I want you to only be with me and then being like, well, I'm pay like I'm giving you money. So I'm like, I'm paying for your apartment or whatever gifts are. I'm it'd be hard for them to really set a standard. Right. I think that you have a misconception about how the financial part works. Maybe yeah. um, you just like any relationship. And, and like I said, most of the most successful re sugar relationships are not called sugar relationships. And in the forefront, there is never a financial or sexual expectation set because both of the people involved see it as a traditional relationship yeah. for what, for what they're looking for, for their special relation, tra traditional, wh whether it's a mistress or whatever, that's traditional to them. You know, that's, yeah. that's what they think is normal. Um, and the financial component comes over time. So like, for instance, the guy I was seeing, um, we, I never would ask him for money. He would always offer me money or Venmo me or just give me money, whatever. Um, if we had a, str like a stronger relationship, he lived in town and, you know, I'm seeing him frequently. I'm sure that we would probably have set something up a little bit more standard that, you know, he would be there paying for my apartment or whatever. Um, and it would be up to me to, you know, figure out whether I want this guy to pay for my apartment. Is yeah. he going to give me my space? Is he going to have a key or, you know, it's up to you to like set your boundaries and to choose people who are going to respect those um, and deny people who are not going to respect those. Like I said, it is just like a romantic, traditional matrimonious relationship only on hyperdrive. So there's a lot more boundaries. There's a lot more openness and things you have to talk about in communication. And, you know, some couples never talk about money. A third of people get divorced because they don't want to talk about money because of financial issues. Whereas in a sugar relationship, finances come up a lot and, you know, you ask daddy for money. Like it's not a big deal. And finances are openly talked about how much money I will want to give you. How much money do you need? Like it's, it's just a little bit different. Um, okay, so you never felt like exploited at all. You never felt like, uh, like, it, it, well, I guess you're comfortable with that. You want, you, you never, you never felt like you had to say a certain way thing or be a certain way just because the money's involved. That never was an issue at all. I, I guess that's what you're saying. I guess I would, I guess my personal. I think that what you maybe have this in your mind as is sugar baby goes on website, meets guy. They decide that, you know, she's going to go on a date with him for $500 and then yeah. they meet up and then he wants to suck on her toes. <laughs> she thinks that's weird. And you know, should she let him suck on her toes? He's giving her the money. Like that's a very far fetched explanation of what this might be. Um, you know, at first you're just going to be dating someone regularly and you're going to find out whether or not you want to accept money from them because you just don't want to accept money from everyone. In my opinion, I know that a lot of people have their different views. Some people are more desperate for money than others. Um, but if you're desperate, you're opening yourself up to being susceptible to, you know, all kinds of things. So I guess that's great. So your advice basically is have the money as an afterthought. You're kind of like, because whatever I read online was that a lot of women would go in because like the young girls and they're in college, especially now with COVID, uh, there's a huge increase going on the site, but it is for, for the finance, they're more going for the money than, than the guy or the relationship, it seems to be. So and that's why I don't work there anymore. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that's great. So that's yeah, okay. So. You're, you're, you're asking for a problem if you are going into it looking for finances because no man wants to just give you money for no reason. 
it doesn't work that way. There's mm -hmm. not just like a bevy of men who just like want to pay you for your time. If you would like to get paid for your time, I suggest a job because yeah. that's where you can find that. If you're looking for a relationship that is going to benefit you and potentially someone who can mentor you and who can be a, a lifelong friend and confidant and, you know, yes, someone who maybe pays for your vacations every once in a while, um, that's what it was to me. If you are going on the site and you're setting up a time and a place and an amount of money, in my opinion, you're a sex worker and that's your job. So mm -hmm. that's where I think it's different. That's interesting. So, cause like, obviously again, I would have, I've only heard of the term sugar baby in the last, in the most recent times, but I would have thought what you're saying you're doing is more just, I wouldn't have considered it as sugar baby. I would have considered it just as those are the things you want. Like you want a guy with money um, the same way you want a guy and that that's important to a lot of people, but it would have never occurred to me that that was sugar babying, babying. That would just be like a, like the way I like tall. <laughs> well, like I said, the main difference is wanting to get married, basically, right? The main mm. difference is wanting to settle down and have kids. And I'm sure as you can assume, that's not on the forefront of these people's minds. Whereas on a dating site, that's very normal to be on the forefront of your mind. Um, so it's it's for people who aren't looking for that and it's an alternative lifestyle and it's you know not very common so i mean sex work is something different it is being paid for your time it's a job it's a, an act you put on i know i have i know many sex workers and um my um fam one of my family members is a sex worker so i understand that you know they see it as a legitimate business and i mean more or less it is and they run it as a business and the time that you share um in uh in sex work the prostitutes or sex workers are called providers and the johns or the people who are paying for sex are called hobbyists because paying a woman to spend time with them and have a girlfriend experience or have sex with them. That is their hobby. Just like some men like to spend money on cars or whatever. Some men like to spend money on having sex with girls that are too hot to actually ever want them in the real world. And on the other side, sex workers see themselves as providers. So they're providing a service and then getting paid for rendered services. Um, so yes, you know, the, 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 a lot of the questions that you have are for a sex worker. How does, uh, how does a sex worker who is being paid to have sex feel when she's put in a compromising position? You know, that's, that's a valid question. And I mean, I think that's one that's worth asking. Um, but in my opinion, that's not a question for a sugar baby. But I like the, the sugar baby sites, the guy, a lot of guys are going there thinking, right, I'm going to spend, get offered this amount of money to have the girlfriend experience at a certain time when I pick the time. So, but you would say that's not sugar baby and that's more prostitution. Uh, the, the, Even if it's a girlfriend term, experience? The PC term is sex work sex and work, the girlfriend sorry. experience is, is a term used by sex workers and okay. on the site that I worked for, if you used the term GFE or girlfriend experience, you uh, were suspended and banned from the site because they uh, they tout themselves as not being a site. Oh, oh, most of the sites tout themselves as not being a site for sex workers, and that's all over the site. But um, the, I think that the people on the site take that with a wink, wink, nudge, nudge kind of thing. Like, okay, like, all right, I'm not going to, it's not going to be sex work, but like, I don't want a pro, but I will pay a girl for sex. I'm like, I'm not an escort. I'm not a prostitute, but like, I mean, I'll have sex for money. So, and that's a problem because then they're not treating it as their job. They're treating it as they don't know what the fuck they're doing. Mm -hmm. And that's how you're really going to get hurt. Because on the other hand, where a sex worker is experienced and knows exactly what she's doing and gets a deposit up front and has someone she can call at the end and knows the, the route that she needs to go to stay safe, people who think they are being sugar babies, but are really being pseudo escorts and sex workers, um, they are not safe because they are not professionals. Yeah. And, you know, that's a lot of times what these guys want because either they've been, you know, banned from sex workers because they're a bad actor and they're a bad guy and sex workers won't even have sex with them anymore, not even for money. And so they go to sites that have young women who, you know, 
don't want to be sex workers, but are willing to have sex for money. Well, what do you know? She's just this young, vulnerable woman who is just ripe to take advantage of because she's not a pro. So she doesn't know what the hell she's doing. So it's like a cycle that becomes a big problem when you don't actually understand the lifestyle that you're, you want to get into. If you want to be a sex worker, more power to you. Do it right. Do it safe. I'm all about it. But if you want to have a rich boyfriend, then just go to a fancy club. <laughs> get a rich boyfriend, you know, start working out, you know, get your shit together, listen to a podcast, learn something, make some conversation, like get on the nice gown and go to one of those bars where the cocktails are like $14 and make eye contact with somebody. 14 would be a beer. Oh, so. okay. <laughs> See, I don't go to those. I, I date dive bar guys <laughs> and I'm happy. <laughs> and, you know, as I got older and, and you know worked at the site obviously your your mo's change and, and what's important to you changes um and now i am not so much focused on whether he's rich now but whether he's going to be rich in the future mm-hmm. oh brilliant so so then you can take guys your age but who are like uh starting a startup <laughs> well it's it's more about someone who is like on my level and doesn't piss me off um, which is usually someone who is, you know, smarter, who is like making money. I mean, like I, as you can see, I'm in this luxurious Ikea house, you know, I, I'm doing <laughs> fine for myself. So um, you just want someone who compliments you and reciprocates you. Um, and, and for me, usually that is a guy who is on his way to like being financially successful um, or, you know, who's smarter than your average bear yeah which is again that's very normal expectations to want which is like but so would you have only dated older men then before or was just men with money um i mean it doesn't it doesn't even have to be men with money it has to be men who are generous they don't have to have that much oh generous if all they want to do is spend it on you then you know it doesn't matter how much they make um so no i mean when i was sugar dating i would look for someone who i would want to date in real life and so you always fancied them you always had attraction yeah no i mean i would have to um the the only way like i said the only way you're really going to get what you want out of someone is if you have a real connection with them and a real relationship and it has to be you know that comes from both sides i used to like older guys um i had a when i was 22 right before i started working for the site i had a boyfriend who was what is he 40 was he 45 42 or 45 or something like that so like i had a boyfriend who was just much older and i had met him not on the site, but I, I was using the site. Um, but I actually didn't meet him there. But we, we, he was very serious about me. And I was obviously like 22. So I was not serious about him. Um, but I thought he was hot. Like, I thought older guys were hot. I was into it. Like, whatever. He, like, knew lots of things. So he really, you know, showed me all kinds of things. Um, but I, I was into that. You know, I, I liked that, you know, he was older and he was experienced. And, like, I liked that, you know, I didn't see him as someone who wanted to settle down with me. I got that wrong. He did want to settle down with me. I was very confused. Um, I had to break that to him uh, that I wasn't, you know, going to do that. I actually went to go visit him. We were like dating, you know, back and forth. He lived in Florida as well. Uh, And I didn't really, it didn't really like click that like he thought we were going to like get married and like have a future together until he took me. um, He lived in Miami and he took me to the University of Miami campus um, because I was in school at the time, I was still in college, and he's like driving me around the campus, and he's like, "Yeah, and like this is where you'll go to school," and I was like, "What?" I was like, "Oh shit!" I was like, "You think I want to move in with you?" And like, I mean, we had like kind of like casually talked about stuff like you know whatever like I just didn't think it was as serious as he did he's like you know driving me around and I'm just like okay like we obviously have different expectations of like what this is going to be um but you know I mean you run into situations like that where where you thought you knew what the person wanted but you know you didn't that's interesting because you actually met him on the site as well you said um I was on the site oh you didn't meet him on the site um yeah yeah I was using the site so like um I actually a friend of mine told me about the site and she was like, you should get on here. And there's a lot of cool guys, whatever, whatever. So I was on there. So then we were kind of like pursuing that lifestyle. I was actually, oh, 
was I, no, I was 21 at the time. So I had like just turned 21 and we, I live in Vegas. So, you know, we're going out to all the bars and, you know, checking him in and like doing whatever. So like, that's where I was able to meet him fortunately, because a lot of high rollers ro roll through Vegas. Um, but I, I, it was, I mean, I was dating other guys on the site as well. So I was, it was just kind of like fortune that I was able to meet one in person. And how did you deal with guys on the site who basically thought you were an escort? How did you kind of navigate that where you were like, I'm not here to be paid for sex? I just wouldn't respond to them or it's pretty easy to tell um, if someone is looking to get to know you or if they're looking to get in your pants. Um, and I mean, think I think that's obvious for a lot of people. Um, you know, it, it just depends on how they come at you. If they're like, hey, how are you? I noticed on your profile that, you know, you were in Vail, Colorado. I love snowboarding. Like, let's chat. That's obviously a different message than, hey, babe, what are you <laughs> looking for? Would you be interested in a pay-per-meet? Like, you know, you have to read a message for what it is. But why would men get on this site, on any of the sugar daddy sites? Like, I can see why now you're saying women might be looking for a relationship, but I can't understand why a man would not get on it unless he was expecting, unless he was just like, I want to date a younger woman, I guess. Yeah, I guess if he's like, I want to date a younger woman, but I can't see why they would get on it looking for a relationship. Um, I mean, they are on it looking for a type of relationship. Okay. It's just not the type that you're familiar with usually. Yeah. Um, and why they go to a website is usually because they are wealthy and successful and they don't have time to, you know, traditionally date or to meet women. Um, on sugar dating sites, um, the ratio is very favorable. Supply and demand, of course, there are a lot less rich people with generous assets willing to give them than there are people who want those assets. The ratio is about 10 to 1. So usually on dating sites, men, uh, you know, will send out lots of messages, they might get a few responses, whatever. Men who maybe aren't very good looking won't get any responses at all. Whereas on a sugar site, you know, yeah. things are a little bit different. That guy who wasn't getting any luck on the regular dating site now has 10 hot girls and who, you know, obviously aren't really interested in him for him. But, you know, I mean, maybe one of them is, maybe a couple of them are. But, you know, it, it's, a, it's a very different experience. And so it's enjoyable for them. And they have their pick of whoever they want. And, you know, that's why they're on the site. And before we started this, you had said to me before that you felt like the sites are more obviously male driven. You were, you were chatting to me a bit about that. Can you chat a bit more about that again but on this? Yeah. Uh, on most sites, sugar babies don't pay to use the site. Uh, so it's free for them. Uh, sugar daddies have to pay a lot. So it creates an interesting, you know, power dynamic on the website because people who you know, are generating the revenue are the same people who, you know, you, you want to keep them coming back and, you know, keep them generating the revenue. So, you know, you keep it special for them and keep it nice for them. Um, and that can add some problems. Um, one thing that did, a term that did come up when I was, and just since you have given, you used to coach women, right, on this, on, on sugar babies. So advice and stuff, but was uh, salt daddy. What's a salt daddy? That's like I said, um, a lot of scammers are on the sites oh, because okay. they are uh, preying on vulnerable women. So assault daddy is maybe uh, a hobbyist, a John, who can't get any sex workers because he's a horrible guy and he comes to a site with a bunch of low-hanging fruits and pretends to be rich. Maybe he is rich, whatever. And he basically, you know, manipulates vulnerable women. Okay, Jesus, that's awful. Yeah, and that's why, I, I like I said, I, I don't think for this particular style of dating, I would recommend a sugar dating site because, um, you know, there are just too many bad actors to weed out. Um, if you are going to use a dating site, like I said, you know, use a regular one and just set your preferences. <laughs> well, I, well, yeah, well, you could also, it's a pity there's not a preference. Well, I guess you could just look at job title as well because it doesn't need to be just 40 to 60, but. Yeah, um, it, it doesn't. No, not at all. Um, actually, the sugar daddy I fell in love with was only 35. So he was a little bit younger. Um, but, you know, usually a guy who, who has a lot of money and is willing to spoil someone and treat them right, uh, you know, usually he's not 25. So, you know, you just got to think about, you know, think about your, your market that you're going for. What's your demo? Yeah. Okay. Jeez. 
Um, so when you were saying before, you were saying about how it relates to the Me Too movement. I like I'm like completely ignorant with these sort of things. So I have no idea about these sites. I have no idea what that world is li- is like. Um, and did you feel that there was an an inequality for wi- for women in these in these sites, or because it is mainly ran by men running these sites? Um, I think that. A, 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 Oh my gosh. All right. Let me, let me get my words straight. Um, I think that a product of the Me Too movement was realizing that men in power get special treatment. And Mm -hmm. like I said, men on the site are in power because they're the ones paying. So they were receiving special treatment. Um, You know, people like Matt Lauer, uh, who was on the Today Show and, and was fired because he, you know, ended up having a lot of sexual harassment, uh, you know, that brought was brought against him. Um, you know, people like him are charming and famous. And when he acts badly or acted badly towards a woman, the response that she would give him would not be the response she would give Joe Schmo on the street because he's fucking Matt Lauer. Mm-hmm. So it's a cycle that he was able to push the limits over and over again and just get a slap on the wrist here. And she, the, the, the woman who, you know, got that, that treatment from him is shuffled around if she says anything and, and made to seem like she's the one in the wrong. And then that creates a work culture where someone else who was sexually harassed by him sees that she was put into a different lower job because after, you know, she came forward and now that girl doesn't want to get, have that happen to her and doesn't want to be the problem. So when he says something even more vulgar to her, she of course doesn't say anything about it and it's systematic and it's a problem. And, you know, that's just how it kind of works in news and in Hollywood. And and, and that's kind of, you know, what happens with a lot of these men. Um, And I think that's perpetuated by sites like this is, Mm -hmm. you know, men who are wealthy and powerful get special reactions from people and get special treatment. And, you know, if you're rich enough, laws don't apply to you. Okay, well, because I have a couple of questions and I'll fucking forget them. Okay, so firstly, firstly, how does that relate to this, to, to these sites? So they're obviously mainly run by men. So then I guess they're not considering the the women who are going to be uh, in this site. Like, firstly, is there protection for the women if something happens? Let's say if a, if a guy does step over the line or he does, so a, a bad scenario happens, do do the men actually uh, get in trouble? Do does the site kick them off? Do they report them? How do they handle that situation? Um, I actually can't speak to that. Like I said, because I can't get into specifics yeah. about the site. Or, but like um, sites in general, do you know? Or as or as a, or when you were on one, did you ever feel like? Yeah, I guess, I guess, I guess so. You can't, can't talk about that's that. like, see, that's a question for a representative of a company okay, because okay, that's yeah. data about a site. Um, and I, I can't say that the site is run by men. What yeah. I can say is the site is powered by the money of men. And okay. Yeah, so that makes sense, yeah. They, and for the, so therefore they are the ones who get special treatment and want and oh, are being, being pleased and, and get, get these extra added perks and whatever, because it's their pocketbooks that keep the lights on. Yeah. And look, that's good for women to know who listen to this and might consider it. Then that's something they need to know that you, well, you're not the one paying for this service. You're not the one you're getting on it for free. You know, um, so. Well, there, there, I mean, there is probably a paid option, but usually it's, there is a free option as well. So it yeah. just changed and, and, and then they're not paying as much as the men, not nearly. So um, the, the favoritism is definitely on the, on the side of the men. Yeah. Okay. I'm like learning a lot. Um, I mean, I'm actually, uh, I'm writing a memoir eventually okay. um, about like, it's pretty interesting, right? Like, it's just about like my own like coming of age, like during this intense time, um, you know, in, in history, in my opinion, because there was just, there was a lot of things going on that have kind of shaped how, uh, how like litigation and, and democracy is kind of unfolding these days. Oh, yeah. So I guess a little more about the coach, the coaching, what, what, what like... What did you coach other than just the kind of like advice you've already told us there? But what, what did you coach for these ladies going into Sugar Daddy? 
Um, the main thing was usually, uh, the main thing is usually profiles. Um, okay. A lot of people don't have like a clear vision on how to represent themselves and how to stand out. Like I said, the ratio is usually 10 to one. So it's hard to stand out, especially if you're not like the hottest girl, you have to like do something else. So um, a lot of the women that I came in and young men that I came into contact with um, had never been on a date uh, off of this site, had never like, you know, dated a sugar daddy before. Um, and we're just trying to actually even get a date, get, get one, you know, go out with someone. Um, but you know, they were having a hard time because of the way their profile was. Um, and I mean, you can look into the tips that I gave for profiles, but it's basically all about your pictures, your content. Um, there's also, um, you know, like some SEO, like search engine optimization type things that you can do to your profile. I mean, I wrote lots of blogs about that. While I worked so this is more practical than actual sort of because uh, I read in the sun and I'm not sure if it was you who said it now that but it was an article about you and it said um, one of the advices you say is not to fall in love which are which are which is the opposite kind of I guess to what happened to you um well that's why it's my advice okay great yeah <laughs> don't, don't. I, I learned so you don't have to yeah. <laughs> but it's hard if you if you're saying to go into these liking them it's very hard to then say don't fall in love like I guess people have to very com- compa- be able to com- compartmentalize I guess maybe loving someone you know you can have love for someone you know you can have a man who you know is married and you know is never going to leave his wife but you have love for each other and, and you know you, you you love each other and and you can have fun together that's one thing but being in love with someone is wanting that person as your life partner and, and for a future. Um, and I think that's different. And if you are looking for your life partner and yeah. for a future, you're not probably going to be sugar dating because it's more of an alternative lifestyle. Yeah. If you're, looking, if you're looking for like your future, then you should just be dating. Yeah, no, that's great. That's great advice. <laughs> no, that's brilliant. We got you. No worries. No, 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 no. That is good. It is, it is interesting because I didn't think you would come on with the side that you I thought you would have actually said oh it's not prostitute or sorry sex work um so that's even more interesting to have heard you talk about that as well and and people well I would say that traditional sugar babies you know 10-15 years ago I wouldn't call that sex work I think what it has become and your original misconception about it mm-hmm. you're you're correct that is sex work so mm-hmm. you know I, I just think that people um you know don't know what they're talking about <laughs> not not you but I mean just- yeah I haven't a clue I'm I'll be the first to say I haven't and I'm sure a lot of people listening to this won't either we just don't know like and you know and then more things are becoming accepted like we have only fans accounts more more things are becoming more socially accepted and again I'm the same as you I'm like if you want a sex work just you know be safe um, but again I couldn't say I couldn't I couldn't say tell people what to do because I haven't a clue I haven't a clue about sex work I haven't a clue about sugar babies and that's why you know we have people like you on to give a bit of insight basically I'm the yeah no I mean if you if you if you want to be a sex worker I mean that is emotional labor it is work. Like you are not just bending over and getting paid. Like it is a brand, like it is a lot more than you would ever think. Um, being a sugar baby is a lot easier because you just have to be yourself and find someone who likes you and is rich enough that they can spare a little bit of money and they want to spend it on you because the most generous guys, it does not matter how much money he has. It matters how much he likes you. If he is obsessed with you and thinks you're the best thing since sliced bread, then you're getting money and you're getting gifts and you're getting whatever you want. And that's just kind of, you know, the relationship that you chose. And, you know, I mean, it's all about, it comes down to love languages, right? Like a lot of sugar babies are young women who, you know, they think they want gifts because they're poor and they can't, you know, wouldn't they see like the glitz and the glamour, they're sold a Cinderella fairy tale from birth. And they think that, you know, on their 21st birthday, while they walk into the club and now they deserve to be treated like a goddamn princess. And, you know, where is my prince charming? And I mean, it's not so wrong to want that. I, you just have to go about it in a way where you're not going to get hurt. Uh, and, you know, you're going to be smart about it. And you're not going to get stuck in a trap where you think that you're participating in a lifestyle, but really you are a, a sex worker who's, who's going to, you know, get hurt because she doesn't know she's a sex worker and she doesn't know how to do it. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's great. That's great advice for anybody listening. 
Oh my gosh, it flew by. Believe it or not, I have nothing going on. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, you're not busy in this pandemic. <laughs> um, let me see. Yeah, no, I think you answered, I guess, because I was going to ask you if you'd, what about good experience? What was a good experience? Like you've obviously had good experience with sugar daddies. I've had lots of good experiences. Um, I mean, I've met the richest people I've ever met in my life. Uh, my... My biggest thing is you just have to trust your gut because, you know, every time that you think there's a red flag or you think there's something wrong or you're like, you're feeling weird about it, like, you're right. Yeah. Like, if it sounds too good to be true, it is. So that, that's, that's my only thing. But yeah, I mean, there's lots of great experiences to be had. Um, obviously, for someone who, I mean, I grew up like middle, upper class. So, you know, my mom bought me a 1991 Toyota Camry. Like I wasn't like driving to school in a BMW or anything. So like, I, I mean, I wanted to like experience lavish lifestyles and, and do this and do that. Um, and I can tell you now, like it's fun, it's content, it's great. Um, but it's, I mean, it, it might add some richness to your life, uh, and, and money and everything like that. But at a certain point, there's, you know, you want to, you want to be independent no matter what it means to you. Um, and if you're depending, you know, on someone else for your income or for your finances or whatever, um, I mean, maybe, maybe some people can, but in my opinion, you're not really going to be able to be fulfilled and be happy. Like you have to be independent and be able to you know, like provide for yourself and not worry about anybody else. Mm -hmm. Um, and that, and that is where your happiness will come from. It will not come from a Chanel bag. Um, you can ask my Chanel bag. She'll tell you <laughs> that it doesn't make you happy. Um, it is nice to go prance around in fun clothes and whatever. Um, but you know, I mean, and that's me 28 speaking, obviously 22 year old me would have a much different opinion on her Chanel bag. Yeah. Uh, but you know, you, you, you live and you learn, you learn. Uh, but, uh, what I would say is just, if you're, if you're young and you're going into it, um, be smart, be savvy, uh, do not be ashamed. Do not be afraid to ask for advice, to talk to people about it. Um, because that's where you're going to flush out your ideas and figure out if, you know, maybe you're missing some red flags or if you're a little bit, if you have blinders on because you think it'd be so freaking magical to go on a yacht that you're like not realizing that this guy's a fucking creeper and all he wants is nudes. Like you just, you, maybe you, you need to like talk, talk those things out. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's lots of, there's lots of fun to be had. Um, you just have to you know, be smart and set your own experiences. Uh, and yeah, like I said, just you, if you, if you are really truly looking for someone who is going to financially support you and is going to, you know, pay for whatever you want, that someone is going to be someone you are in a relationship with, whether or not that relationship ends in matrimony, I can't say, but that's the case. Like if you really want it to happen for you, um, if you want, you know, to, get paid for sex and then have your own money and pay for your college that way that's something different but you know just just keep it keep them in mind yeah well I have issues with even them paying for the meal I'm like oh, no I'm not gonna have sex with you <laughs> so that's, that's that's how silly I am when it comes to stuff um, and then I'm like oh I should have let that bastard pay for the meal that was such, such, such a boring conversation <laughs> Um, no, I mean, if a guy offers, I think that you should let him pay, in yeah. my opinion. Um, it doesn't mean any that you're going to do anything with him, in my opinion. Um, if you do let him, if he offers to pay and you do let him pay, you're allowing yourself to be vulnerable. And that's what you need to do if you want to pursue something with someone. Um, I like guys who want to pay. My dad is the type of guy who, and I don't have daddy issues or anything like that. I, despite what that comedian said, I am not a need a father figure. Okay. <laughs> um, but like my dad is the kind of guy who doesn't let anyone pick up the tab. He wants to pay for everyone. He would never let me pay. Yeah. Like, no, don't worry about it. I want to take care of you. And to me, that's what I want in a man. And I think it's linked to fertility. It's linked to biology because I am a woman. I am going to have a baby at some point. I want a man who can provide for me and my offspring that I have to carry for nine months. You know, it's, it's, it's how I feel. Yeah. Again, I, but I see it's like, I ideally would like that, but right now, like I feel very independent. I wouldn't, if the person could afford it, I guess I usually date people who can't really afford it. So I'd feel uncomfortable. Does that make sense? They're usually like poor artists. So I'm like, it's fine. I mean, but it, 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 it it's, 
it's not about the money. It's more about the symbolism of it. Right. Because it's, it's a nominal amount. It doesn't really matter. And I mean, if you guys are going to go out again, you can pick up the next tab. Exactly. And I mean, that's, that's how I usually do things in my relationships is like, you pay sometimes I pay sometimes switch back and forth, who cares even like whatever. Um, but in, in the beginning, um, it's more symbolic. It is like, it's just think of it as like reptile brain, like linked yeah. to fertility. Like I am man, I provide for you. Like, Oh, thank you. I am woman. I need, you know, man. Like it just, it's a little bit more, uh, animalistic, I think than, yeah. uh, than the feminine brain wants to give it credit for. Um, and I mean, that's just my opinion. It's also interesting. just because I wouldn't, if my friend came home and was like, Oh, I'm dating this guy and I have this new bag and he's taking him away for a weekend. I would never consider her as a sugar baby well yeah i mean maybe she doesn't like i mean that's what i said at the top of the hour yeah. is that you know sugar it's babies just... don't usually consider themselves sugar babies because that's a word that's been sensationalized and turned yeah. into exactly what you think it is yeah. and therefore people who are actually in the lifestyle are not using those terms that's great and i think we should end it on that <laughs> thank you so much oh is there anything you would like plug your instagram or like your upcoming memoir yes i do plan on writing a memoir someday (laughs) um i'm in i'm in the very pre-early stages of that um i mean if you want to follow me you can i'm not uh i'm not like an attention seeking person (laughs) so i don't like yeah. I don't like post a lot on social media or I like, I'm, I don't have anything to follow really. Um, okay. but if like you, I mean, if you want to know more about me, you're welcome, uh, to message me, DM me on Instagram or reach out to me or whatever. My, uh, handle is Brooke, B-R-O-O-K, U-R-O-C-K. Great. Okay. I know. I like it. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hello, everybody. I hope you liked the app. Uh, Thanks so much to Brooke. She was great. So yeah, Uh, please rate and review us and stay safe. And I love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. You're the best. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.